genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minutes first Golden Mile hiatus special. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And uh, we are we are back, uh, still on hiatus, but yeah. we, we are we are back to begin what we're calling the Golden Mile hiatus mm-hmm. specials, um, in which we will be discussing <clears throat> one film each month that uh, sort of correlates to uh, uh, Edgar Wright's inspiration for The World's End. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there were just uh, Edgar Wright being uh, a consummate uh, film fan, cinephile, postmodern filmmaker, mm-hmm. was very open about the the films that inspired this movie. Mm-hmm. And so we thought it'd be fun in this hiatus gearing up to, you know, Road to The World's End. Let's explore some of these movies. Yeah. For the first time. And see if we can find anything related to World's End thematically, or the Cornetto trilogy thematically. Yeah, which I did, uh, in interesting ways. Yeah, uh, but let's get started uh-huh. with uh, Michael Crichton's 1973 Westworld. Yes, earlier than I thought it was. Right, um, predates Jurassic Park. Yeah, predates uh, Star Wars. Predates Star. Well, yeah, I I was using oh, sure. Jurassic Park because that's Michael Crichton doing another theme park gone wrong. Definitely story. Yeah, um, but crazy <clears throat> that. Can you imagine sit, sitting in 1993 hearing about Jurassic Park? Was anyone even was Westworld like? Because this was, uh, this cost 1.2 million in 1973. Right. Made 10 million. Right. And then later went on to follow. It was followed by a sequel <laughs> in 1976 called Future World. Oh right, I forgot about that. Who made that one though? That was directed by Richard T. Heffron, who directed The Rockford Files. Okay. Fooling around. So a real Richard Marquand of the day. Yes. Yeah. yeah real, real, real. Uh, the Richard Marquand of his era. Yeah. And then a, a short-lived television series, Beyond Westworld, in 1980. Oh, interesting. Uh, security Chief John Moore of the. Delos Corporation has to stop the evil scientist Quaid, who is planning to use robots in Delos to try and take over the world. Ooh. We were just talking about on the Doctor's Companion about uh, a failed attempt to bring the Daleks to American television, mm-hmm. and American television networks passed on it because they're like, I don't know if this could be a show week by week. They, right. I was like, well, I don't know. How do you. That's weird. That's yeah. just immediately what it reminded me of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, Westworld, uh, being the first film that was chosen, um, I chose this for a few reasons. We had like a whole list of stuff on our Facebook group and on Twitter. Um, and we took votes as far as like what people wanted to see us start with. And overwhelmingly the choice was Westworld. Um, and so now because the choice was Westworld, which is the earliest of the films that we put up. Oh, interesting. Now I'm going to we're just going to go chronologically. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so we're starting here in 1973 with Westworld uh and then we'll we'll move forward each month a little bit and before we come back next year with The World's End. 
It's so um, interesting that this was the one that the listeners most wanted us to discuss. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it's people's fondness for this particular film or people's fondness for the HBO series. Mm-hmm. Um, brand. And they just wanted like an excuse to watch this finally, maybe. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. But, uh, Let us know. Yeah, but it was it was chosen. And um, the reason that this was on the list, uh, actually the, the entire list is really um, built out of uh, in 2013, when The World's End was about to hit theaters, uh, Edgar Wright curated a uh, New Beverly um, like month mm-hmm. of films, uh, and all of them were based on inspiration from The World's End. And so we went through that list, and we chose six of them yeah right because there yeah. was a that was a lot there was like yeah. 13 14 more movies yeah it was a lot it was yeah. a lot and so we chose six of them and put them in um with paul because obviously yeah. we want to talk about paul because that's what simon Pegg and nick frost were doing while mm-hmm. while uh edgar wright was making scott pilgrim um so uh so yeah so that's that's where these movies came from um and uh we and found we, it on slash film right right um i think you can also find it like past uh, right. Curated series on New Bev's website, I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, so anyway, um, this is, we're starting here with Westworld. Uh, this is a film I'd never seen. I had seen the first season of the HBO series. I had mm-hmm. I have not seen the second season because I've heard it was um, it 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 leaned more into the stuff that I didn't like about the first season. I I think the thing that I really like is the world building stuff, which makes me. You know, being a theme park nerd, sure. that's the stuff that I really gravitated toward in the show, and that's what I gravitated toward in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me sad that Crichton never wrote a novel for Westworld. Yeah, because I'm sure there would have been like a ton more of that nerdy shit. That's in true. There. Yeah, I, I was just skimming Wikipedia just now, and there was uh, an interview with him where they asked him, like, "Well, why why isn't this a novel?" Mm-hmm. And he his his argument was that in his mind it was such a visual idea. That it would work better in movies. I'm going to respectfully disagree. Just listening to you talk, because I think a novel, you could. It's so much. The world building can be so much more rich. Yes. And dense, and it doesn't have to be. You know, in film, it always has to be in service to the story. Right. You bad stuff that gets caught if it's not affecting your. Right. You know, but yeah, like in a 300, 400 page book, you could really get into the weeds of. Like, yeah. Of like. The gladiator fights. There's yeah. Roman world. There's medieval world. Yeah. Like, is there? You know how. Yeah, all that stuff is really interesting. There's a um, you could talk about them like wanting to open a fourth gate, you know, like right, like, yeah, and them like discussing what the fourth gate would be. Yeah, like there's like all these like uh, young hotshot concept guys that are like, all right, hear me out, samurai world. And yeah, there's, yeah, like, yeah. Concept drawings. Right, right, right. Oh man, that'd be so good. Um, you get to like get to know like some of the Imagineers, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could see like two Imagineers like eating their sandwiches, like in the you know finding a place to eat lunch in a yeah. lab, and then above them is like a chariot. Yeah. Or like a like a like a medieval, uh, like suit of armor. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this novel that um, I've read and you know about because myself and Hunter Pascas the show right. Uh, mutual friend mm-hmm. has read called Alpha. Yes, um, which is a book that is essentially Die Hard in Disneyland. It's written by Greg Rucka. Yes, that's the name. Um, and um, it's it's not actually Disneyland. It, he like created his own theme park, but in order for it to work and feel natural, he 
basically created an entire history of this park about how this guy was like friendly competition to Walt Disney back in the day right. and they built up the thing together. And so every few chapters you would get a chapter that was just background on this park oh great yeah and where the characters came from mm -hmm. you know the history of the cartoons that the characters were in oh, everything and those were always my favorite chapters like every For time sure. we, we would go back to the diehard stuff i'd be like w when can i get another one of those chapters <laughs> yeah i just want this alternate history yeah. so that's who i am for um, sure yeah, that's yeah. who i am so that's why i think i would have loved to have read a michael Crichton. Uh, that's West your your novel. that's your once upon a time in hollywood oh yeah just Absolutely. two people wandering like 1960s, like an amusement park. Yes. <laughs> you would, yeah, your equivalent of writing like whole episodes of Bounty Law. Right. Would be just like, yeah, the minutia. <laughs> would just be like making a documentary about a make believe yeah. theme park. Failed rides and shut down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh great. man, that would be a dream. And th I think this was definitely what we're talking about now was the highlight of the movie for me. Mm -hmm. um, I saw this before Westworld back in 2016, before the show came out. Right. Um, and then not a lot of it stuck with me, honestly, you know, watching it today. Yeah. Like, uh, not, you know, I guess we're, we're getting into spoilers. Like, sure. I had forgotten that Brolin bites it so early on. It's not early. Not early. Yeah. It's a good halfway point to the movie. I guess. No, was, no. It's like three quarters. There's only true. like 20 minutes left. It's a short movie. That's yeah. It is. It's like an hour 28. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Yeah. I'm starting to think maybe it affected maybe my enjoyment of the show because this, uh, this movie essentially is the first season of the show. Yeah. That's the thing that was that really struck me because I think, I think that Westworld's so stylized, right? It's very stylized. It's very Nolan esque, mm -hmm. um, but it is literally just this stretched out into ten episodes. Yeah. It it seems like one of those IPs or remakes or reboots or what have you adaptations are like. Well, clearly that can't be like that goofy Yul Brenner seventies movie, right? It's just like a surface level. They've they've totally changed everything about yeah. it. They yeah. just took the concept. Mm -hmm. And we've done, we've changed everything. And then you you watch this in retrospect of the show and you're like, no, this is just the show, but like condensed into an hour and 28 minutes. Yeah. And yet it doesn't feel like anything's missing. <laughs> and I feel like that's a mark against the show. Yeah. Where it's like, if you take away all of the, 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 the puzzles and games of like, oh no, you thought this was the future, but it's the past. Yeah. Or this guy's a robot, but he's actually a human and he's dreaming. But like all of the major beats of like the robots aren't working, people are getting attacked, we have to shut it down. Right. No, we can't shut it down because this, well, we're over, we'll say it's overbooked. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it, it that was so, and I was it's like, also, it's also, I think the show is more cynical than the, than the movie is. Yeah. I remember the, the movie is like, like, like there's a couple of, like a couple of things. Like one, the the guy is like really worried about hurting people and and so he's always like he really like he's just a robot you're sure it was a robot like it's okay yeah like he's like really weird and then like when the robots start turning and the one lady robot turns down the guy's advances and he just lets it go I'm like if this was the HBO show that robot was getting raped listen to me yeah like yeah. that was like it, it would go it would go dark quick. yeah yeah and you could feel us like tense up and then when it's like you forget yourself sir and, and the, then she just bails and, and he's like oh man no. I was like oh wow this man. is so different and then there's like there's no boobies yeah and there's just so many boobies like on the other show I guess it's just because I, because like very early on there's this great yeah, there, uh, <laughs> like the, the the cold open of the movie which yeah. we were pretty like oh cold open and a oh right yeah, yeah. It's like a, a goofy '70s TV host or infomercial guy. Like I'm, I'm here in this report in this airport, and we're oh, talking yeah. to people just stepping out from Delos. 
the the resort and there's like that woman that's like i had a lot of fun in roman world <laughs> i feel yeah. refreshed and we're like oh she got laid yeah but like that's it <laughs> she got super laid yeah whereas in Westworld, the imagination i, I don't want to psychoanalyze anyone but the writers of that show seem so preoccupied and so fixated on the sexual violence and the sexual poly and like like well of course Sorry. Of course, that's the first thing anyone would do in Westworld is like, that would be the problem. Is it be too much? But yeah, like this vision of where it's like, no, you come and you have fun. And you- yeah, where they literally have like conversations about how the robots are cleaned afterward. Yeah. In the show. And you're just like, oh, man, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the scenes of just Brolin and the friend, like like moseying, really just moseying, and like yeah. slowly getting more into the world. Yeah, of, like they have that that bar fight. Yeah, uh, it also there. The other part of it too is um, it they they do a good job of sort of establishing this thing where um, you know you have uh, 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 like when you go to one of these parks, right? And um, there's always that moment where you sort of get this feeling of like, oh, this is like kind of smaller. Yeah. And I remember and you and you're like, well, what do we do? We're like, oh, I don't know. We could like hang out here, I guess. We are just sort of like both like overwhelmed and underwhelmed kind of at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like you're almost feel a little guilty. Of like, well, shouldn't I be like jumping for joy? Like, right. I'm in the happiest place on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I do first? <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's like, I guess I'll just sit here and eat this churro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You end up kind of and what uh, Richard Benjamin. I looked it up. Richard Benjamin and uh, James Ball or uh, James Brolin do yeah. is they do just kind of do what they were doing before, just hang out. Yeah. Find a little corner of the bar. Like they try to get. They try to talk about like Peter Benjamin's divorce. Right. You're right. Yeah. It does kind of. They. I also. They also really nailed the. The first time we see these two characters, they're like on the hovercraft to Westworld. Right. And the guy, it's basically me and you on our way to Disneyland. And I'm like, yeah. wait, so how does this work? And you're like, you do this. How do you, how do you stand in line? Like there's an app on your phone where you can like, you just yeah, like, right. all, all of like the basic questions. Right. And James Roland is like this, you, 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 uh, you, you likened to someone with a fast pass. Like, or no, an annual pass. An annual pass. Yeah. An annual pass. Yeah. Someone who could, comes and does this all the time. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, it's, it was, it's really well done. It's really well done. Yeah. Um, especially considering that sort of theme park, like nerd nerd culture. Theme park culture just in general wasn't really a thing. Definitely. Back then. If anything, if if, if anything comes from this, this podcast, I think with the resurgence of like theme park geekery and like fandom in theme parks, I'm surprised this movie, I think the, the movie specifically could be due for like a minor resurgence in, yeah. in popularity. I think if you are like a theme park person, you might get more enjoyment out of this movie than the show. Yeah, oh, I think so for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the show The show is just a little too like... Edgelord isn't the right word. No. It's, it's more intellectual. Yeah, it reminds me of um like like if if somebody told me that Jonathan Hickman was a writer on Westworld, I'd be like, oh uh, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, orbs of goop flying <laughs> everywhere, and people yeah. talking about like objective reality. Right. It's like uh, um, it's what I call like uh, like sort of a faux. Like a faux intelligence or like a faux... Yeah, like, the, the veneer of sophistication. Yeah. But if you dive into the thematics of it, it's it's actually more sophomoric than I think it would right. give itself credit for. It's like a pseudo-intellectual. 
You yeah, know? for sure, pseudo intellectual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's like uh, it's like that kid in your it's like that guy in your philosophy class who's just like, well, uh, let me tell you about all these things that I've thought about. It's like, yeah, everyone's thought of that. You're not special. Yeah. Yeah. You're not blowing people's minds right now. You're just easily impressed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. For sure. Yeah. And and this the movie seemed less more free of pretense. Yeah. I was just like, look at this world. Right. Look and like, you know, it's a little I, I, I admired when it would just go full into Western. Uh-huh. Like they they bust uh James uh, Brolin busts his friend out of jail. Yeah. And just like the score. The score was schizophrenic. Yeah. Cause like, especially at the end when it goes into like more James Cameron, John Carpenter territory mm-hmm. and it's good. It's like synthy. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this, this is a really impressive score. This is, you know, Westworld or the concept of Westworld, sure. maybe not Westworld specifically, but the concept of Westworld, this would be something that I would love to see just remade over and over again by different directors. But the director gets to come in. It's like, okay, the concept is it's a theme park. Where the ro- where the robots end up like going crazy, yeah. But like, what does that look like? What is, what world is chosen, and what is that? What does that version of the movie look like if it was directed by James Cameron? Yeah, or by Joe Dante, That's or f- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was watching, and this is like the negative version or the bad version, mm-hmm. but uh, just watching these two the two guys like dick around and have fun at a, at a saloon i was like oh, what if this was like a bad like adam sandler movie too yeah of like kevin james adam sandler going to Westworld, right and that's the robots are going crazy yeah like there's that version that you could totally see too yeah kevin james is falling down uh, yeah, yeah like, he just can't stand it's a up. bar fight we're supposed to get in a bar fight and then like it's real <laughs> oh, oh the man. most edgar wright moment the most that reminded me the most of the cornetto trilogy the scene that reminded me the most uh there's a moment where after the bar fight uh Peter Benjamin and James Brolin wake up. They're hungover. Yeah. They're like, oh, my head. Oh, that was a horrible idea. I'm never drinking again. And they're like stumbling back to like, it was like, oh, we got to get back to the hotel. And then Yul Brenner, who <laughs> they, they have fought twice before and won because they know he's a robot, is like waiting for them. And he's like, hold up, boys. And they're like, Ugh. <laughs> and now like this is literally Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, they're like, oh come on, man! Like it's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's literally them like the yeah. like it's that it's that bit. Yeah, not knowing how close they are to death's clutches. Well, yeah, absolutely. And um, like, I got it. I'll yeah. take care. <laughs> and then he did not. And he did not. Um, yeah, that's what. That's totally what it seems like. Uh, absolutely. I, I totally see that. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. And then, like, even the look on his face and the way he, like, runs away, that's, like, a total Simon Pegg move. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Edgar Wright in that shot, in that scene, for sure. I really like the natural, relatable chemistry between the two leads. Yes. Especially for the 70s. Well, what was really interesting about that, too, was that, like, so, like, the beginning of this movie, um, uh, James Brolin is sort of, like, getting in the mood. To be in yeah, Westworld, he's you finding know? his character. It's really he, fun. To yeah, watch. yeah. So he's finding his character. He's just kind of, sort of like yeah. giving, like, yeah, whiskey. Yeah, it's like he's like, oh, how much does a gun weigh? And he's like, like three or four pounds. <laughs> he's like, wow, I didn't think it would weigh that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is um, it easy? Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> he find, when he gets his little cigar, his little like Clint Eastwood? Oh like, yeah, Cigarello. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But like that, because he was doing that at the beginning, I didn't realize that they knew each other. Like I thought they were just like that's yeah. like two people on the hovercraft, like diehard. Yeah, and like one of them was just like being really annoying. You, to the you other seem one. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can I be your friend? Uh, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Uh, so I didn't realize until they started talking about his divorce. 
that right. they were like buddies. Oh wow, yeah. And then once that clicked, then I was like, oh, they're literally the characters from the Westworld TV yeah, show. Yeah, and, and you brought that up. Yeah, the Jimmy Simpson and the other guy. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I that then that's when I started realizing that this was just the show, yeah. like in an hour twenty eight minutes. And maybe it makes sense why season two was such a radical departure. I guess. Right is because they they burned through the movie kind of like Handmaid's Tale. Right, the source right. material. Right, which I also never saw the second season of. Me either. Um, but that was for different reasons. Sure, <laughs> I was like, you know what, my soul has had enough of this. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> There's only so much I can take. I get to choose what I what I do with my free time. <laughs> I don't. I'm good. I'll tell you what. I use these things to escape the real world, <laughs> not retreat into the into the real world. Yeah. That's the uh, or or a possible future like, for the real world. Oh, so that's how I'm gonna die. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It was it's it was a it was a really fun watch. Like I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it, and it goes full Terminator in the last like 20 minutes or oh, so. Oh yeah, there's like no sure. no dialogue even. That's true. That's true. It's like a bunch of just footsteps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really I really appreciated him running through the other worlds. Like yeah. at the end, like he gets to, he goes through medieval world, he goes to Roman world. Yeah, I like that too. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I really liked that, but then at the same time, I was like, I was like, man, I wish that we didn't know what the other worlds were. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. Um, because then it was like, it would be like, we didn't know, and then they make a sequel, and it's like another world. Because then you could do the thing I was talking about with the, with the, uh, different directors, and it's like, they're all experiencing the same event, but like each director is directing a different world. That's great. Yeah. That are happening, it's all happening at the same time. It's kind of like how they try to center the Cloverfield universe around like, like this one center event. Yeah. Like, oh, the monster, and then the monster woke up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Totally. Um, yeah. Anyway, and I, that might be one of the that might be something that I actually enjoyed more about the show than the movie is the 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 microscope being under Westworld the whole time. Mm-hmm. So then at the end, when you're like, "Oh, that's going to Samurai World or whatever," you're like, "Whoa, what? Like, there are multiple parks." Like, I remember that was like a big discovery in the like on online when the show came out right of like there's two, oh my god, it's not just Westworld. Right, right, right. Yeah, like the, the Samurai World was like the second one they mentioned, yeah. right? Well, now that I think about it, it is delightful that Twitter was like, there's multiple parks. What a huge twist. Where if you saw even the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. That's like one of the first things that they tell you. Literally, if you knew that Westworld had a sequel. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, pop culture. Yeah. Um, but uh, had a really good time watching that. Yeah. That was that was fun. Robots going crazy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the uh, commenting on... I don't know. The phrase Starbucking came up in my mind. Sure. A couple times. Just the idea of a society's society escaping from reality. Yeah. Or like becoming more passive. Yeah. I guess. I will say, I wonder, what do you think that the the movie, like what, what do you think the point of the movie is? That's like, true. What's Michael Crichton trying to say about like society or about the world? Well, it kind of reminds me a lot of Jurassic Park. There, there, there. Are, there's a moment where there's like a board meeting because like a snake bites James Brolin. A robot snake like bites James Brolin on right. on the desert, and right. the, P, the mission control is like, whoa, that can't happen. Right. And there's one guy that's like, well, we should shut down the park for a month. Right. Like we should just shut down the park for a month. Right. And right. the other guy's like, well, no, we that we already have a lot of people. That would be too much work. 
Let's just shut it off. Let's take a half measure. Let's cut it off now for the next month, and mm-hmm. we'll slowly weed everybody out. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's is kind of similar to Jurassic Park of like, oh, man. Hubris. Hubris, the ego. Yeah. But yeah, it really is almost the opposite of the show. It is a very lean pulp. Right. Chase thriller. Right. Not, yeah. I almost, too, like, I almost wonder if... Because I think the big mistake that they do is they kill Josh Brolin instead of the other guy. Mm-hmm. I think it should reverse it. Uh, okay. Because if you reverse it, then it becomes a story about how, like, oh, like, you thought you were a big man coming in here, but really, like, you're in control of all this stuff, so what happens when you're not? Oh, that's true. Who yeah. are you actually? Yeah, because there was this really interesting moment where the snake bites him. And he like spazzes out. Yeah, he's like, that's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and he's playing it like almost like an angry larper, right? Or like a nerd, like, no, I'm the special Western guy, right? Right. And like that. That is really interesting to see him like go through the other end of that, right? And like become the hero that he thought he was on that hovercraft, right? But now it's about survival. Like I wish they had made a joke at that point where he was like. Uh, he was like, well, you know, you just got your vacation for free. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and he's like, oh, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Because then they like just go back into town and they get they drink and they get in the bar fight. That's right? true. It feels like a scene's missing because they were like, well, we're desperados now. Right. We shot the sheriff. Right. But then they're just playing poker. Yeah. And then they get drunk and get in a bar fight and they wake up the next morning and that's when all hell breaks loose. Yeah, that's true. So like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm also interested to know, like, how do they get out of town? Oh, yeah. Like, at the end of their vacation? Like, how do they leave? Yeah, is there, like, a... Because, like, it's a train in the show. But in this, it was, like, a... Hovercraft. Well, it was a stagecoach. Oh, right, right, right. It was a stagecoach that brought them into Westworld from, like, wherever they, like, got their clothes and stuff. That waypoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know how you know, like, where do you go? Like, a train makes sense, because it's, like, if you want to leave today... You get on the train. You get on the train. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It doesn't take any doesn't take you out of it. No, it doesn't doesn't break the world. Right. But like a stagecoach is different. See, this is why we needed a novel. This is why we needed a Westworld novel. And I, I wanted the I want the details. But now we'll never get it because Michael Crichton is no no longer with us. He's wormed meat. Yeah. I uh I uh, I really liked him as a director. Very much so. Yeah, there there was some really fun cool shots of like them in the desert. Yeah. There's a great shot of a, a of a, a, a engineer in front of Yul Brenner, and he blocks his face with his shoulder. Yeah, and then when he moves, he's like has a robot face. Yeah, and it was just like a really simple, like practical effect that I yeah. enjoyed. It was uh, it was really strongly directed, and I'm I was surprised. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, because you know he hadn't directed a great many films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised. Like he's mostly known for being a novelist. Yeah, so it was surprising that he was a pretty good director. Definitely. I mean, Stephen King. One of her greatest novelists, Maximum Overdrive, not one of her best movies. <laughs> far from it. Sure. Uh, Green Goblin notwithstanding, sure, far sure. from it. We may, you know, surely one of her most entertaining. <laughs> Soundtrack by ACDC. Oh, right. Yeah. So what's next? What's after Westworld? Uh, so next month we're going to be covering 1978. 1978? Is that right? Yeah, 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, starring Donald Pl- Donald Sutherland mm-hmm. and directed by Philip Kaufman. And Jeff Goldblum. Not directed by, but 
featuring Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Goldblum's in this? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 70s Jeff Goldblum. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so 1978's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Did Philip Kaufman also make The Blob? Maybe? The remake? Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, in any event, I've never seen this. Me uh, neither. So I'm really excited to see this one because... Um, this could go a lot of different ways. Have but you seen any version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Not all the way through. Okay. I think I've seen parts of just about all of them, sure. except for this one. This is the one I've seen the least of, and the reason is because every time I've seen opportunity to see like clips or it's on tv or whatever i never want to watch it because i want to watch the whole thing yeah kind of saving it its reputation precedes it yeah it 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 has the represent uh the the reputation of being like one of the best like sci-fi remakes ever sure up there with the thing and and the fly and the blah speaking of uh goldblum for sure um so uh, so I wanted to make sure I did it right, yeah. and this feels like I'm a excited. feels like a good opportunity, and it seems to have directly more influence on uh, yeah on the world's end, yeah for sure. Wow, yeah. Edgar Wright really loves uh, Donald Sutherland. Oh, indeed, indeed, um, yeah, and he's doing his don't don't look now ode right now. Yeah, he's in post on it. I'm sure we've brought this up before, but it'd be great if the new Bev had like a, a last night in Soho. Oh, I'm sure they will program. Yeah, yeah. If they do that, I might try and buy like a season pass and go see like everything. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure once upon a time in Hollywood will still be playing. God. And still selling <laughs> still out. selling out. It's ridiculous. Good for them. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been. Yeah. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. Yeah. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's good. It's, you know, it's, a, it's an old movie that isn't super dated other than the color of the blood. Sure. Oh, but yeah, the blood took a lot of, but yeah, it's it's movie blood for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out. That is Westworld, and then we will be back next month with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Bye, everybody. Jog on. Ah!